Alright guys, what's up? What's up? We're back. Wiretap episode number four. Okay. Um at least I'm pretty sure this is number four. Yeah. Number four. Gotta be honest. I have a headache right now. So I hope this comes out good. Or I will just be furious. I hope my mood is not tainted. We're gonna try and do this. This is like the only time I have to record this one for this Sunday, so I'm doing it now. Um, thought I heard something. Uh, my roommate Seth, he's actually up at the school right now. We go to Clemson University. And um, it's just hard for me to record or do anything with like someone else here. I, I don't know what it is. It's just, I just can't be my true self you know like um nothing against him or anything it's just not like that it's just i feel like i need complete and total isolation to bring my like true self true creative side out so that's that's what i'm doing now he's up at the school for a while figured i'd do this get it out of the way for sunday um but there's been something on my mind lately okay Okay, first of all, let me get this out of the way. I talk about music a lot on this podcast, and I was getting self-conscious about that, okay? This isn't the thing that's been on my mind lately. This is just, it's just now coming up, but I guess it has been on my mind lately. Um, I've been thinking, I gotta stop talking about music. It's, the, it's like the only thing that I really talk about, but then I realized, okay, no. This is Wiretap. This is my thing. I don't even know what this is yet. Maybe this turns into, maybe just by nature, this is a music-centered podcast because it's me running this thing, right? I don't know. So, there's going to be a lot more music stuff. The thing we're talking about today is related to music. Um, specifically, like, people, collaborators in music, um... We'll get more into that, but recently I've been recording with one of my friends, Jade. Uh, she is one of my friend's friends, who is now my friend, too. We're like, we have this core group of friends. We've been friends since high school, and he accumulated some friends at college, and I feel like they're now integrating into our group. So it's really cool. It's nice to, to meet new people. And Jade is so cool. Um, but her and I have been recording this album lately. We decided to do a collaboration thing where it's going to be... I think it's... We haven't really clarified this with each other, so I could be totally speaking out of character. But I envisioned it as the album is a melodramatic album and a, a Jade album. I don't think... I think she just goes by Jade as her like music thing, Jade Hark. Um, hey, I'll link to her stuff below. Check it out. It's awesome. She has a YouTube channel. She has stuff on Spotify. I'll link it below. But I think it's strictly like just a collaborative project. It's both of ours at the same time. I don't I don't really know many many ways to describe that other than that I guess in a way it's kind of like Paul McCartney and Wings it was, always, it was always Paul McCartney comma Wings but I mean Wings was his band I guess in a way maybe I don't know I don't know okay I don't need to do this explanation what am I doing here there's there's no explanation that needs to be needs to be done um, cutting to the chase we've been doing this thing together um, we've been like bringing our songs together and we've been also like trying to help each other with songs and it has just like opened my eyes so much. I feel like I'm learning so much from her. Um, I feel like it's also given me an opportunity to teach her some stuff too, which in turn is, is beneficial to me. You know, when you teach somebody something, it like in deep seeds that information into your brain and helps you understand it better, right? 
So this it, and it's so refreshing to be able to collaborate with somebody who is so driven and writes so well. She writes so good. She has such an amazing voice too. It's it's crazy, you know. Um, I'm so excited about it. And every time we get together to do something, I just don't want to stop. Uh, yesterday, I think, her and I recorded literally like all day. I went over to her apartment and it was, I guess, in the afternoon. And we recorded all the way until like 11 p.m. And it just felt so good. I Oh, man, the stuff we made... Is so, I feel like some of the best stuff I've ever written and created. And with her voice on it, it adds so much. It's I f- This is a good thing. I feel like everything I make is propelled like into a whole other stage of quality. Okay? Melodramatic, the self-titled album I came out with last year, I worked the hardest I've ever worked on anything on that. Hundreds, maybe thousands of hours writing, recording, and producing, mixing that album. I bought these professional like CDs for it. I went all out on it. It was my magnum opus. I haven't... That it kind of burned me out. I'll be honest. I put so much energy, time and energy into that. For this next thing, I tried to take a step back, and not laser focus and OCD every single detail. I wanted to make something a little more <clears throat> like natural feeling, some more of like a live sound or something that's not so produced. And it's just. Stuff we've been writing and recording, I feel like, is so advanced beyond what I spent like those thousands of hours working on with that self-title last year. It's, it's so it feels so good, and it just has left me thinking. Man, I wish this was my job, and I talk about that a lot in here. I wish I could live off of my music, right? Which is every musician's dream, of course, right? But it's kind of like when I went to that concert and I was feeling that that high, that utter, that crave, um, what's a better word, that lust to pour all of my time and energy into making melodramatic work. But this this is in a different way. I'm not as as drunk with with passion as I was after that concert. That was crazy. Um, I'm more at a level now where I just... I'm almost sad about it. You know, you go through the however many stages of grief. I feel like I'm in the mid, like middle stage. What is it? Sadness? Maybe that's one of the earlier stages. Where I'm just like... Man... Yesterday was so fun. I spent all day recording. Jade is super nice. She's super easy to work with. I feel like we bounce off each other so well. And it's almost like I got a glimpse into the life that I want. And then I had to drive back here to South Carolina, Clemson, and resume my time here where I don't have any time to do anything I really enjoy. I just do school stuff all the time. So, it's a, obviously that that is very a very depressing way to put it. I'm not that depressed about it, but it's like you dangled the little carrot in front of me and then ripped it away. It felt so good having just like a taste of that. So, at the end of the day, I am happy though that we're even doing anything. I think I, I would be depressed if I wasn't doing anything during this time period. But, you know, I'm creating this awesome music slower than I would like. If I could devote all my time to this, I would be able to put out so much stuff so much faster. But I'm just happy it's being made at all. Um, 
and this is this, this brings me to what I've been thinking lately. That yeah, that wasn't it. That wasn't what I was alluding to 10 minutes ago. What I was alluding to was I wish I had a friend group that and I love my friends. Nothing it's, there's nothing against them. I want to, want to keep my friends obviously. But I wish I had another friend group I was in that were that this is gonna sound so pretentious, but that were as driven artistically as me, right? That sounds so pretentious. That sounds so full of myself. But let me backtrack that. Let me explain that a little bit, okay? I've heard a lot lately about. Um, I follow people on Twitter that are from cities in North Carolina, kind of where uh, my parents live. Um, and they, I don't know much about them, but I'm so fascinated with them. They're just this group of friends that live in this big house. It's not, it's not like a mansion or anything. They're not living like a life of luxury. It's, I'm assuming an old house that they just rent out each room of. And it's just a group of friends that lives there. And they all play music they all collaborate together, but they all do their own stuff too. And it's like a creative household of all these people that come together to create something awesome, but also do their own individual things. And I think they all also have their like side hustle aspirations. Like this one girl I follow is a teacher but she also does this music stuff and she plays with this band and she also puts out her own music. And I'm just like, oh man, this, that is my dream. I wish there was, I wish I had a group of people who inspired me. Like they, like that group of people inspires me. I wish I was their friend. I wish I lived with them basically is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man. I wish I could lived in this old college town house could go downstairs and say like hey uh i have this song i'm working on can you come record some vocals for it really quick boom done there's music constantly being created in the house and not just music there's um like paintings being done in the house there's poetry being written there's drawings being done it's just a naturally creative environment I want that so bad but I don't know how to make that happen <laughs> you know? oh shit this is a chair sorry um, but yeah I don't think I feel like a lot of people are yelling at their screens right now like you should make friends with them you should try and become those people's friends and move in with no 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 they live very far from here they do live in North Carolina but I've started getting my degree here I can't give that up to be their friend and I, I don't know if I could even be their friend anyway they seem like very cool people, but I think, I don't, okay, I don't think they're famous. I don't even think they're remotely popular, <laughs> but I have noticed on Twitter, they have more followers than me. It's, it's a sizable amount of followers, like maybe one to 2000, something like that. Like it's not a ton, but I mean... I feel like they have some kind of notoriety and if there's just some guy like me saying hey um can we be friends <laughs> you know like they're not they're not looking for friends they clearly have that filled I guess at the very least maybe I could reach out to one of them and ask if they could record something for me but I don't know and I think one of them works at a recording studio um in uh where where are they i think they're in chapel hill or raleigh something like that but yeah they've 
the music they put out, I sometimes see pictures they post of them in this huge recording studio, which maybe it's at a college they go to. It kind of looks like a band room. Maybe it's not. I don't, maybe one of them works at a recording studio. Oh, man. They are just so cool. They are what I aspire to be. They're what I feel like I've always wanted. Ever since high school, I've just wanted... See, I don't even know how to describe this. I envisioned my college life from high school as, of course, I get my school stuff done, but that's never the priority. The priority is always making something awesome and helping others make something awesome too, like collaborating on something incredible. And I like to think I'm living that life right now. I get my school stuff done and I try and do stuff like this, right? Or record music. But it's just, I feel like I'm in an echo chamber. I just, it's just myself here. You know, I don't, I get inspiration from artists that I love and that's, that's the only other input I really get. I don't get somebody, (coughs) sorry, I started choking. I don't get, I don't have somebody I could go to and be like, how does this sound? Or could you record something for me? Cause you, you play guitar so good. I want you to record this guitar part or I love your vocals. I can picture them on this part right here. I, w- I want you to record this for me. I don't have that. And I feel like that is essential to growing as an artist, right? Having other ideas come onto your workplace and you you let that impact you and influence what you do and you change that into something awesome. Like you use it to your advantage. I feel like I'm handicapped with just myself, uh, but there's not much else I could do about it. Um, I would show you these flyers I have. I printed out these flyers. There's five different designs, four or five different designs. I put a QR code that goes to my album I did last year. I'm pointing at it on my shelf. <laughs> And I don't know why I did that, but uh, I have a QR code that goes to that album. It's really big on a piece of paper, and I just put text at the top that says, like music, (laughs) and then the QR code, and at the bottom there's the melodramatic Instagram. And I'm planning on putting those up, I mean, hell, I'm thinking of just throwing them in the wind, letting the wind take them somewhere, and somebody picking it up and finding it. I'm doing, I want to just get them out there somewhere, put them on bulletin boards on campus, put them on street poles somewhere, go to some cities, just leave them places. Um, gas stations always have a bulletin board for local uh, st- shops or whatever. Just tack them on, put them anywhere anybody will let me, and even places people won't let me put them. And just, maybe that could be a way to get my music out there but more importantly if i do that on campus i'm hoping somebody will reach out to me through the insta through uh, the instagram handle i put and just say hey man love your stuff you clearly have something going here would love to help you out in any way i can that's something i would do and if there's somebody out there like-minded as like-minded as me i would hope that they would do the same Maybe that is a bold thing to assume, but I don't know. I've seen two or three posters on campus that are like, um, the first one was a big hand pointing at you and it said, Hey, you want to join a band or something? <laughs> and it said, I don't know. Can you play, can you sing or play bass? Something like that. And, uh, then it said, here's a list of artists that influenced me. Half of them were misspelled. And it said, if you want to join, uh, come to this Instagram and uh, mess or DM this Instagram. And then it gave at whatever it was. I went to it. Didn't exist. They misspelled 
the Instagram handle so nobody could find it. He probably got nobody reaching out to him because he misspelled. And, and it wasn't anything. It wasn't like Clemson, right? Or like Clemson with an N instead of an M. It wasn't something you could intuitively um, figure out. It was just a bunch of letters or random words that didn't mean anything with random letters. <laughs> so there wasn't anything I could do. I I thought, I mean, as soon as I saw the poster, I looked it up and it was like no account found. So I figured, okay, maybe for some reason he made the flyers and he hasn't made the Instagram yet. So I'll wait a few days for him to make the Instagram and then I'll I'll look it up. Waited a week, still no Instagram. He just typed the wrong handle. <laughs> and, and he misspelled just like basic band names. I think Pink Floyd was on there. It was very misspelled. And uh, I mean, they weren't bands that I would even want to play music like anyway. But still, I was just, when I saw that poster, I thought, oh my god. There are other people out here trying to find other musicians just like me. I don't care what it is. If this person wants to lead this band and I just help them with this, and through that I get the opportunity to meet more people in music and get to play shows, I'm down. Even if this person <laughs> misspelled all this stuff. But no, I couldn't even find them. So there was also another poster I saw one time that it said, what did it say? It said just kind of this, the same thing. It wasn't as creative with like that big photo of a hand pointing out that captured my attention. I think it was literally just like looking for musicians, uh, bass, guitar, or singer. Who knows? It could have been the same person. They were, I think they were both looking for bassist and singer. And it said bands that influenced me, and they were all like metal bands and. I mean, okay, <laughs> I know I just said a whole thing about how I just wanted to meet somebody, but I feel like metal is the one thing I can't really play. I can't sing that. I can't really play bass with that. It's just not what I'm skilled in. And you know what? Maybe I should have reached out to him just to... Just just to meet somebody new that is looking to play music live. Maybe I, w maybe I will do that, but just at the time, I'm, I'm so scarred by the heavy death metal scene in North Carolina, Greensboro. There are just, there's such an oversaturation of scream death metal bands in rural places of North Carolina. They're everywhere. It's like every band is just super heavy scream, uh, which I like. I like it, but I'm just burnt out on it, I guess. I don't really think I could play that anyway. So that that just turned me off immediately. But I still have a photo of, of the flyer, so maybe I'll reach out to him just to say hey. Um, but anyway... That, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Seeing those flyers inspired me to want to put also put flyers out there. And maybe I'll find someone who's interested. Or maybe I'll find someone who at least just likes my music. That would be awesome too. It all just comes down to... I really just wish I had a group of people to creatively collaborate with and inspire me maybe jade is the beginnings of that because she she seems pretty motivated to make stuff she writes a lot of songs on her youtube channel linked below is uh i mean she writes songs very very often and they're really really good and she's a great singer you know um, so maybe she's kind of the beginning of a musical conglomerate 
of, of friends. Who knows? Um, I just always feel like I have missed out on my early 20s in a way. And maybe I just got too ahead of myself, right? I never... I mean, I'm at college now. I'm living at college now, but... I'm having to work so hard and struggle so hard, which this probably sounds so... It's like, yeah, everybody has to work and struggle hard through college, but... This is at the point where I don't have much time for anything else, which is the thing I feel like I'm missing out on, is the everything else. I wish I had time to go out and make friends and drink. And, I mean, I can make friends without going out and drinking, but... You know, I wish I could just go to shows somewhere. Like, I wish I had several nights of the week free to go to local shows or something. I don't know. Which, who knows, maybe I do have time and I'm just not using it correctly. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously here making this. But I was envisioned in my early 20s living in a dorm on campus making new friends with the people I live with. Lots of drinking. I don't know why I envision that. I don't even really like drinking. <laughs> but just being at, at the drinking scene, I guess. Going to parties, going to bars. And at the end of the day, making music and being confident in it and collaborating with people in that scene. And I feel like I've missed out on that. You know, I don't mean to get all sentimental and sad. I feel like I just get sad all the time <laughs> on this, but I'm just, just thinking out loud and pro verbally processing this. Cause I think about that a lot, you know, have I missed out on something or have I, have I lived it? Am I living it right now? I think I'll know in the future when I look back on this time, who knows, but Moving on from all of that, I don't want to get too caught up on that because I actually have some uh, some tidbits to get to here. Um, kind of music related, right? So, I feel like I've talked about Alex G in every single one of these episodes, but this just this is just hearkening back to that one episode where I said I listen to somebody, I get obsessed with them for a long period of time, and it's just a thing that is wrong with me, maybe. Something's wrong with me. Um, but Alex G, I was looking at his credits the other day, um, just coming clean about this. I have a link tree, or no, it's not a link tree, it's on Spotify. On the Melodramatic Spotify, I was like, oh, wow, I haven't made a bio for the band yet. I should probably do that. I was bored in class. I was TAing a class, and it was nothing I had to learn. Don't worry about it. I was, it wasn't like I wasn't paying attention to vital information. So I was like, you know what, during this class, I'm going to come up with a good bio. So let me get some inspiration. Went to Alex G's Wikipedia and just the wording and the layout of it, I was like, this sounds so professional and good. I switched a bunch of stuff out and made it fit me uh, and made it sound like it's coming from me. And it was great. And you know what? Let me read it here. <laughs> Melodramatic. Okay... So if you scroll all the way down to my bio, this is what it is. Tyler Spencer, better known by his stage name Melodramatic, is an American musician, producer, and singer-songwriter. His career is compromised by a plethora of DIY self-releases on Bandcamp, Spotify, and Apple Music. He now operates and releases his music under the label Generic Coffee Productions a collaborative multimedia conglomerate of which he is a founding member of. That line I stole from Seth, by the way. He, he jokingly said that Generic Coffee is a collaborative 
multimedia conglomerate, just using those like big words. And I was like, you know what? That actually sounds really, really good. So I use it everywhere now. But anyway, his first full-length LP, Candy Coated Melancholy 2015, as well as, as his first two Christmas EPs, Last Time You Left Me Alone, I Felt Pretty Good 2015, and I gotta say, I'm not surprised, 2016, are the only releases not officially on the Generic Coffee Productions label. Every, rele- <laughs> Every release thereafter, Melodramatic Self-Titled 2021, as well as the following Christmas EPs, Hook, Line, and Sinker 2019, Hold Them Release 2020, and Snooze and Cruise 2021, have all subsequently been released on this label. He's also issued several releases with talented local artists under the name Generic Coffee, of which the label is based off of, Alex Hill, and Melodramatic recorded and released the 12th studio album, Generic Coffee, self-titled 2021. He followed it in 2022 with the album The After Party, a collaborative project with Jade Hark, combining electronica and folk influences. So, okay, that's kind of what I was talking about before. I preemptively made this bio. We haven't released... The album's called The After Party. Um, haven't released it yet, but I figured nobody reads this. I'm going to put it on there anyway. But anyway, that is essentially the Alex G Wikipedia with my stuff plugged into it. It just sounded so good to, to describe somebody, right? Um... First hitting on where I came from, then my releases, and then where I'm going. It was just laid out so good. So, anyway, all of that to say, when I was going through Alex G's credits and everything, I noticed he's on, he he has collaborated with so many big name artists that I never even imagined him collaborating with Frank Ocean he played guitar for Frank Ocean how did that happen like okay I'm not saying that as a diss to anybody but Alex G is I mean not on the same level as Frank Ocean Frank Ocean is crazy big and Alex G I mean is pretty big I guess but nowhere near the same level Just drinking some water. Anyway. Um, but one thing that I found on there blew my socks off. Okay. There's this band, Japanese Breakfast. They have this really popular song called Roadhead. But on their newest album, there's a song called Savage Good Boy. This obsession thing I have, I was obsessed with that song over the summer, I want to say, for several months in the summertime. I played it so much. It, it is such a good song, and I'll still listen to it all the time. Well, I noticed that song was on his credits, and I went, what? What the fuck? Alex G, before I was even getting into him... I unknowingly was loving his music before I was getting into him at the whenever, right? He co-wrote and recorded so much of that song. And seeing that just blew my mind. I was I was just like, "Oh my god. This is like such a full circle moment." I felt like like I was in love with Alex G's stuff before I even knew like, before I even found out that he co-wrote it. It was just... I, I don't know. I don't know if that's such a crazy thing, after all. it's It just blew my mind in the moment that I was in love with that song, and then it turned out to be Alex G. Right? But... Another thing I realized when... I, okay, let me think. Let me get my words straight. Another thing I realized when I was on his Wikipedia was... And I noticed I do this with a lot of other people, too. I was comparing myself to him in terms of age. And I do this a lot. And I know it's probably so bad. But there's a grid of, um, of all of his albums with 
the year it came out. And I was taking a look at his age, and I was doing the math, and I was thinking, okay, what age was he when he released this album? What age was he when he released this album? And I'm I'm reflecting that onto my life, and I'm saying to myself, okay, he wrote one of his greatest albums ever when he was 26, and I'm about to be 26, so that means I have to write an album of that same caliber. I have to, or I'm falling behind, or I'm just not doing enough, right? And I know that's probably such a bad, self-defeating thing, but I can't help it. I do the same with Paul McCartney. I I look at the albums the Beatles released and compare that to his age and then compare that to my age, and I go, man, I need to put out my Sgt. Pepper by this age. You know, I'm not going to make anything as good as Sgt. Pepper, but I need to put out melodramatic Sgt. Pepper, something on that caliber or held to that same standard. And I never thought age would affect me like this, but I feel like when I get to my 30s, if I haven't made something happen, it's just going to be way too late. Um... Which I think is a common a common sentiment and common fear with people. But I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. it it's common, sure, but I mean that doesn't help me, you know. <laughs> I need I need therapy <laughs> to help with this. Because it it is I don't want to say captivating. What is the word I'm thinking of? Life-consuming. This thought that every week that goes by, I just think to myself, okay, that's one week closer to being too old to make my dreams come true, which isn't that far away. I need to make something happen. The only thing I can really make happen, the only thing I have control of, is writing the best I can and recording the best I can and building up a good catalog so that when I get lucky, I'm prepared to capitalize on it. And I say when I get lucky. That should be if I get lucky. <laughs> and I probably won't get lucky. And get lucky is like... Something falls into my lap. Like somebody... Somebody just happens to run into me and go... Oh, yeah. Or somebody finds my flyer and goes, I love this. Here, you want to join this label? Which, that's another thing I've been thinking about lately. Maybe a way I can be proactive with Melodramatic. I have this on my to-do notes app. When you Google... This is the same thought, by the way. I feel like this is so scatterbrained. I'm so scatterbrained, but I'm just trying to think of the best way to illustrate this. Um... When you Google a record label, like Capitol Records, Father Daughter Records, Lamo Records, Side One Dummy, I think it's Lamo Records. Is that a record label? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, when you Google them, <laughs> they will provide a list of every band currently and previously on their label. So it'll say this band from 2010 to 2015, or 2010 to present. I've been contemplating, and, and th- by the way, you will sometimes, you'll look through the list, you'll see huge bands, like huge big name bands, and then you see these tiny bands you've never heard of, you look them up, and they have, they must be like newly signed artists, or they must know somebody there, or something, maybe the label's trying something new, I don't know. They'll just be not very well-known bands. I'll just say that. I've been considering compiling a list of all of those smaller bands. Maybe they only have a few thousand followers on Instagram or something. Reaching out to them directly on Instagram or finding their management and directly, directly asking the management 
or them through DM, hey, yeah, you guys are going on tour. Would you mind if my band headlined, or sorry, not headlined, what am I saying? Opened for you guys? <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, y'all want to open for us? Um, yeah, nobody knows about us, but uh, we'll do all your shows and we'll be the headliner. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know how successful that would be. I can assume it probably won't be that successful, honestly. Um, probably not a lot of responses back, A. And if I get a response back, probably most of the time a no. Oh god, and I didn't even consider this until right now. Most of these labels are in other states. Like, not close at all. Like, maybe closer to, like, Pennsylvania, I think, like, New York, L.A., stuff like that. You know, you see, you see a band on tour, and they'll have, like, three opening, like, supporting acts, and they'll only be playing, like, four or five shows on their tour in different blocks. Maybe that's because it's bands like Melodramatic who can't just go across the country. They can only play the five shows within a five-hour drive or something, right? Maybe that's why it's like that. But anyway, been thinking about giving that a go lately. I think that could that could bear some fruit. <laughs> that could be a productive way to make something with melodramatic happen. And I know I said before, playing live, I don't think it is very lucrative. I don't think it's very lucrative in terms of gaining fans. But I meant that in terms of of playing like a coffee shop or playing a bar. You know, maybe you have something unique and you capture everyone's attention when you play those kinds of places, but me, I don't I don't have anything special. And I don't think I could, I personally don't think I could convert people into a fan based on a coffee shop or bar performance. What I'm envisioning is if I go on tour with a band and their music is even remotely like mine, doesn't even have to be like mine, doesn't even have to really be that similar to mine, if I can just get people who are open-minded and into music... I think that would be the best way to grow a fan base, make connections, and get something rolling. If I, if I play five shows with a band that's ten times bigger than me, which isn't that big, it's just like a thousand followers, I think quite a few of those people would check me out and want to support me, just by nature of me putting a lot of time and effort in and my passion shining through. I could be totally wrong about that, but who knows? Um, and at the end of the day, just playing official shows that aren't just in some random bar or coffee shop, I think that would be fulfilling for me. Um, and I'm not trying to put down a bar or coffee shop type deal. I wish I could do that. I just don't have the skills to. <laughs> that's a whole different kind of you have to be so good at performing to do that like I feel like there, there isn't as much effort that goes into playing um, at an actual venue as there is uh, not as much effort at playing an actual venue versus playing at a coffee shop because at a coffee shop you have to be mindful of the noise you have to do some type of crowd work talking to people right I feel like if you just sit there and play you isolate yourself I mean I guess you have to do that with other things too but it's I feel like it's harder to do crowd work in a coffee shop uh, I was gonna say a quiet coffee shop but not necessarily quiet you know it's just that there's so many more elements they go into it. You don't have somebody introducing you at a coffee shop. If, if I'm playing some venue, 
I feel like I at least have somebody coming out and saying, yeah, this is this person playing here and they're opening for this band. Or, I mean, I don't mean somebody... What am I trying to say? <laughs> I feel like at a coffee shop, people are there to um, to get coffee. But if you're at the venue, you're there. You're there for me, right? That's what I'm trying to get to, I guess. Fuck everything I was saying about somebody introducing me. The types of shows I want to play, nobody's going to be introducing me. Um, I mean, if there's a band in front of us, maybe they'll shout us out and say, "Melodramatics playing next." But I guess it all comes down to that in my mind. Coffee shop, people are there for coffee. You're almost annoying if you're if you're not playing good music, right? At a venue, people are there to hear your music. And if they're annoyed, fuck them. They just gotta wait 15 minutes and the next the next band is coming on, right? I think that's where my mentality comes from. But anyway, update on the TikTok thing. I know I was going to give updates on <clears throat> filming TikToks for Melodramatic to try and build something, get the ball rolling that way. Still haven't done it. Still haven't done it. It's a mixture of not having the time to do that in the first place and to... I don't really know what to do for it. I've, I have a list of ideas to do, but it, they seem so cringy and it's so self-defeating because I, I just keep telling myself, nobody's going to watch this, you know? And I just need to make it and post it and see if somebody watches it. Who cares if they don't? At least I'm trying. Um, for instance, one of the ideas is I'm doing, I think I talked about this on the last episode of the episode before. I'm doing this western country-ish album that's like a play type of thing. There's acting in it and then there's there's dialogue and then there's music that sounds like a theater high school play. <laughs> um, and I was contemplating taking one of those the songs that I find funny and playing it in the background of the video and doing something like drama <laughs> see I don't I don't even know this is this is what the drama kids do when they graduate high school I, I don't know see it, this I just keep thinking of the cringiest ideas it sounds so cringy but it's the only thing I can think of or maybe me playing a song that me and Jade have made there's a few I've thought of this was another idea I had having it play and saying me and my friend made this music made this song and it's seriously the greatest thing I've ever heard that sounds pretentious I feel like people will just comment this sounds like ass <laughs> or um maybe I could say in it tried to make a song like this person what do you guys think? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's a half-decent idea. Um, but, I don't know. There's a lot of... For just a short 30-second video, there's a lot of time and effort that will have to go into it for me. I'll have to, like, take the sound file, move it to this video editing software I have, film the video separately... Plan out the whole video in my mind, then film it without anything else. Put that in, combine the two, export it to my phone, anxiously wait on it and say, should I post this? And then post it just for it to say zero views for an hour. And then after 24 hours, it say five views. And that would just, that's just soul crushing, you know? But, uh, I just need to do it. Who knows? I'm making all these assumptions. Who knows? If I, what if I posted it and it got like a thousand views and I don't know why or how it would, but that's how so many people have felt <clears throat> with so many things in life. They've thought this is going to fail, but I'm going to do it anyway. Then they put it out there and it blows up, right? I just need to 
cast my net wide and see if I can catch anything. I'm I'm super super great at uh, coming up with this advice. I'm very bad at actually taking this advice. <laughs> but I guess next week I will I'll give another update on how that TikTok thing's going. Another update on the flyers. I'm hoping to see the thing is you're not supposed to put flyers on bulletin boards without permission from the school and there are signs that say there are like repercussions for doing that i don't know like what that means but i'm kind of afraid to find out but uh oh no choking again okay i'm thinking if anything i'm gonna go to the uh Every building that isn't mine and put the flyers up. And it, it mean my picture isn't on it anyway. They would have to do some some research to find out that it's me. Even if I put it in my building, it takes you to the Bandcamp website for my album. Now from there, huh, actually. I have a profile picture with my face and then an album with my face on it. But that, okay, that's the off chance that the person who is trying to find whoever put my flyer up, me, actually knows me, right? If they, if they see my face, dude, why am I choking again? <clears throat> Ugh. If they see my face and don't know me, that means nothing to them. Right? They could potentially find my Instagram because the Instagram handle is on there. And I have my face as well as I've tagged myself by like my personal Instagram. Maybe they could find me that way. But you see, you see that's, that's like what I'm saying. There's like some research that's going to have to go into that if they want to find me. So who knows? Anyway, that's kind of why, why I'm hesitant to put those flyers up on campus. I might just go to downtown Clemson or go to a surrounding city and <laughs> like put them in the bathroom of a bar or some shit. Like put them on the stall, inside of the stalls or on the walls in there. Get a, bring a roll of tape and I'll make it I won't make it destructive or anything I'll use masking tape or something um, who knows how many people would actually scan my QR code and there's like different levels to this who would scan the QR code that's a big hurdle to jump over who would then listen to the album and not just let it sit there and then forget about it and then never listen to it and then, okay, after those two hurdles, who then follows my Instagram at the bottom of the thing and follows me and sticks around? Well, I guess maybe that's the fourth hurdle. Who sticks around as a fan and continues listening to me? I feel like each of those hurdles get easier as you go. Like, if, you're, if you jump over that first hurdle of, like, actually scanning it, you're more likely to listen to it. And the person who listens to it is more likely to seek out my Instagram. And then the person who seeks out my Instagram is more likely to stick around. But the person that gets all the way to the end, dude, that is hard to find. Who knows if I can find that. I feel like there's got to be some kind of equation for this for like every 100 flyers I put out one person will scan it or not I feel like a lot of people would actually scan it for every 100 flyers I put out five people actually started playing a song one of those people listened to the song all the way through Four, four of those five people skipped the song and just never went back. I think those 
I think that even that's being generous, honestly. One out of 100 people actually listening to a song all the way through. But... Also, I don't know if you guys can hear that train. I live right by some railroad tracks. <laughs> so... This isn't even that loud, if you guys can hear it. Sometimes it is comically loud. It will just rattle the room. Um, is that train approaching or leaving? I don't know. But anyway, <clears throat> this has been another music podcast. Uh, or another music episode, I should say. Um, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. Uh, I know that I'm going to do, I think, my next episode. We'll see how I feel about it. But the next episode or a future one coming soon is going to be things I hate about myself. Which, <laughs> after how depressing so much of this one was, I'm not sure if I should do that one next. I just keep going to all this. I feel like I just complain here, you know? But this is such a great spot to flesh out my thoughts and work through stuff and hold myself accountable to making things happen towards my goals so I like doing this but things I hate about myself for instance just a teaser being bald <laughs> I have so much to say on that and it's so hard for me to do what I just did like saying that um, but I'll, I'm going to do that entire podcast without this hat on. I wear this hat all the time. I wear a hat all the time. I'll get into why I wear a hat. Um, because I'm not, it's like, it's like not that I'm insecure about it or maybe I am, but we'll talk more on that later. If I start talking about it now, I'll just get way into it. And then also my ticks, which I'm sure I've done here. I have a tick where I look up as far as I can so it'll look like like that and um can't be good for my eyes but I can't help it stuff in my back that I do um I'll get into how long that's been going on and why I'm insecure about it just things like that that I hate about myself um receding gum line and like teeth anxiety that I have uh, that's just just a teaser. I think those are the main things that I have on my list, though. Um, so, yeah. I think that's about it. I think we're close to an hour. But, yeah, of course. Next week, I'll probably talk about Alex G again. <laughs> so many of the songs Jade and I have been recording this this thing, this thing is called The After Party, the album that we're recording together. The After Party by Melodramatic and James Hark. It is folk with electronica together, which is basically Alex G, and it's very Alex G inspired. It's just an Alex G ripoff album, basically. But I'm so ready for it to come out. I think it will... It'll maybe come out at the beginning of 2023. We're very close to having it done, but there's still some more stuff we need to do. There's still a lot to do. And then when you upload through this website I use that puts everything on Spotify and Apple Music, it takes them a month to review the music and then send it out to Spotify where they can take two weeks to upload it so at the very earliest January 1st 2023 is when the album will come out but that that will 100% not happen that would be a miracle if that happened but anyway um big hype on that I'm so excited to record with Jade again she's so talented such an inspiration to me and Alex G is inspirational to me can't wait to do more music stuff I hope the ball gets rolling on melodramatic it is my dream this is my last resort 
I'm preparing myself for... I was going to say I'm preparing myself for failure, but that's probably the worst mindset I could have. I need to try my best to be successful. So anyway, I'll talk to you guys next week. I think that's it for this. I think my... I took some pain medication to help with my headache. I think that kicked in halfway through. I'm wondering if you can tell a change in my mood at any point. Um, Hopefully this was a good episode and was not me just in pain for the first half and then me going crazy for the last half. But I'm really liking Wiretap. I like how it's been coming out. Been doing it consistently. That feels so good. See you guys next week. Alex G, forever, melodramatic, forever, wiretap, forever. <laughs>